Welcome to Seek and Find with Dr. Mark Rivera, where we explore faith, life, and meaning. I'm Matt, the producer of this podcast, and of course, I'm alongside Dr. Mark Rivera, um, our host. And today we are thrilled to review um, the entire series that Dr. Mark did recently about rest. Um, We want to explore how rest, which is a divine gift, can rejuvenate the body, mind, and soul. We also want to uncover practical applications from embracing spiritual disciplines to pursuing excellence over perfection. I like that one. Uh, And together, we'll also uh, want to examine how this may resonate with the church and and within our own personal lives as well. So thank you for joining us and embarking on this journey with us. Dr. Mark Rivera, where are we? Can we state the obvious? Where are we? This is not PCC. I know. This is not where we usually, uh, you know, put put together these presentations. It's a beautiful, beautiful place Yes. uh, that actually what I want to do right now uh, as I ended this series on rest is to put my head down and go to sleep for a little while. No, (laughs) no, no. no, I'm just saying that. But the place lends itself actually. So uh, picking this location was ideal. In this uh, overview debriefing, you know, looking back at the last weeks that we've been unpacking rest because a place like this actually makes the point. Mm. And the point is that nature helps us to decompress because yeah. this certainly is not the New York metropolitan area. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's a, we won't tell you what it is, but it is certainly it is not yeah. uh, a, a drive's distance for, from New York City. But nonetheless, um it lends itself to our discussion today, but I'm really excited. I mean, I'm, I learned so much in preparing uh, for the episodes that we, we did. I often tell that, um, and when I'm teaching and sharing, that it, it's, it's symbiotic. You prepare, you research, and you put together material, but it always comes back and speaks to you as well. Mm-hmm. And for me, the way, my, the way the Lord made me is I'll do all the research, get ready, you know, the upfront work that needs to be done, and then execute what needs to be executed. But then afterwards, all of a sudden, I start to go back and start to reflect on the the teachings and how and what pieces of it actually talk to me and speak to me and encourage me or even challenge me and make me uncomfortable. And that's where I am right now, believe it or not. I'm at the, you know, we closed out the the, the sessions. I hope people enjoyed it. Uh, But I I didn't just do that so that people could enjoy it. You know, I'm glad I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pleased about that. But uh, also, it, it impacts me as well. So, but I'm I'm excited about being here as we approach this together. So, thank you. But yes, this is not home. <laughs> I, I think this might belong to the person that's on the controls right now. But it's certainly, it's not our place. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Stefan, who's behind the cameras, uh, making helping us make this happen. Yeah. So today we are going to do an overview, right, of the entire series that you did for the month of August emphasizing the importance of rest. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want to uh, not necessarily go through each session that you did, because we don't want this to be an exhaustive episode or video, um, but we want to basically highlight the key themes that you brought out from this series and some important takeaways that we want um, our listeners and church congregation um, to take away. <laughs> because so, if people wanted to unpack it, they can go, we archive them, yes. so they can certainly research, you know, or, you know pull them up and, and look at them. Exactly, yeah. So for anyone listening or watching, and this is the, you're picking up the rest series at this end point here, hopefully this will inspire you to go back and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and dive a little bit deeper um, since you elaborated on all this stuff already in such a great way. So first, the holistic approach to rest. This was right. definitely a key theme from your series mm-hmm. uh, where you emphasized um, how this should inco- incorporate 
uh, uh, spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical well-being. So rest in all of those areas. Correct. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. In, in one of the episodes, I unpacked that with this, this word called tripartite, which it mm-hmm. means that we actualize as human beings uh, in three general areas, our mind, our body, and our soul. I discovered that a few years ago, so I was able to take advantage of that. I was honestly, Matt, I was surprised at how many people were impacted by that in, mm. in the, in the, when I did the episode. Uh, and really the premise is this, that you might um, decide to take, you, you think of rest, so you're going to get some rest, and you think it's about sleeping or putting your head down on a pillow. Mm. But if you don't also intentionally and consistently start to manage your thought process, for example, so yes, you'll have nothing on your calendar and you have a bed with a fluffy pillow and ready to go. Mm-hmm. You put your head down and then because you haven't managed how you were going to bring rest to your mind mm. or de-stress yourself and your emotions or quiet your soul and your spirit so that you can hear God, mm. right? Then what happens is it's going to be counterintuitive. Then instead of getting physical rest, you don't get any rest because you're up in the middle of the night. Mm. So the tripartite pro- uh concept that I presented and I practice by the way is that if you take if you really want God designed rest like we find in the book of Genesis where the Lord pulled away from the tasks of working uh, of creation rather and if you look at the rest that Jesus took in the New Testament then and many examples and again you'll find that in the episodes uh, in order to find that level and that depth of rest you have to look at those three areas which make up who we are as a human being our mind our body and our soul yeah. and I presented that early on and uh, and uh, I broke it down quite a bit more than what I'm doing now uh, but the, uh, don't think that just by taking a vacation you're going to get some rest uh, because if you don't disconnect from the responsibilities of work, ministry, and, and other things that are important, but if you don't disconnect from that or at least distance yourself from it, yeah. and one thing that people sometimes do is when they go on the vacation, they don't take their, their cell phone with them or they take a family cell phone with them in case it's a family issue uh, because you want to uh, distance yourself from that. So if you don't do that, you're going to spend a lot of money going to, you know, Punta Cana, and yet you won't be able to get any rest and enjoy the beach and whatever it is that you do to refresh yourself. because yeah, you haven't addressed uh, the uneasiness or the stress of your mind Absolutely. and your soul. So yeah. you may, I like that imagery too. I feel like a lot of people can relate with that. Either they suffer from it or it's something that happens from time to time where, yeah, you're right. You, you're tired physically. You lay down, turn off the lights, but your mind is running crazy. There's something in your spirit that's just off and that can cause you, that could prevent you from rest. Correct. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. That's absolutely correct. And it, and it doesn't happen overnight. You know, mm. it takes you, that's interesting that we're talking about. <laughs> Pun sleeping. intended. I, know, but I, know. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought about that. Uh, but it's it's something that you have to be consistent and intentional and then you evolve your your resting time and the benefits of rest as God intended it and intended it for your life. They become a reality more and more as you evolve. It won't happen overnight. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good segue to the next um, theme, key theme that you brought out in your series, which is you highlighted the importance of spiritual disciplines when it comes to rest. Yeah, there there are disciplines that have to be put in place Mm -hmm. in order for you to really take full advantage of the God-created rest, Mm -hmm. what I'm calling now holy rest. Mm -hmm. You know, holy, yes, it could be holistic, but also holy because God sealed it as as holy. Uh, And and what happens in our life, we need to have things that will guide us to where we're going. So, for example, if if you want to get yourself healthy, 
and you want to get into a better eating pattern and put exercise in your life, which by the way, that's, those are helpful elements in resting. But if you want to do that, you have to then discipline your body and, and discipline and manage your urges for sweets. For example, mm-hmm. if you're trying to eat better. Or if you're, if you're someone that doesn't, you know, who, who really, I mean, well, maybe I shouldn't say that because there's some people that really get up in the morning and say, I can't wait to do exercise. <laughs> That's not me, <laughs> but there are people that are that way. So you have to, you yeah. have to bend, if you will, the mm-hmm. urges toward the goal that you want to achieve. So if the goal you want to achieve is rest, there are certain things that you do intentionally and consistently in your life to be able then to accomplish that rest. Now, I call them spiritual disciplines because I'm of the conviction, especially it's confirmed even more in this study, that uh, true rest is spiritual. It's God-given. God-given. So um, uh, spiritual disciplines are like prayer, are mm-hmm. like scripture reading, are like devotional times. It's worship. It's yeah. fasting. It's uh, also serving people. And there's a, there's a few more, and depending upon... Uh, each individual listening right now, people have a different list with regard, but it's all about a sp- uh, spiritual actions that you take. Now, I don't know anyone that likes to fast. Uh, <laughs> we like food too much to yeah. stop having food. Right, right. So why is it a discipline? Because you have to then manage those urges so that you can reach- achieve a certain goal. Yeah. And in this case, it's a, it's a spiritual goal. Spiritual rest. So yeah. if, re, right, if spiritual rest is what you're after, then you have to start exercising spiritual disciplines in your life starting today. And spiritual disciplines are simply activities and things that we do to manage urges so that we can reach an, a desired goal. Spiritual disciplines is if I want to be able to be spiritually strong, for example. So there are things that I need to include in my life, like what? Like prayer, uh, like uh, uh, Bible reading, like yeah. devotionals, fasting, attend, you know, worship and being participatory in worship, even serving is also uh, part of the dis- uh, spiritual disciplines. So we include those in our lives because then if it is a spiritual con- construct given by God, uh, uh, rest, then spiritual disciplines will help us to get there. Let me give you an example. We talked about the tripartite. So in order for me, if I'm if there's three areas of my life that I have to be able to do to do to um, push toward rest, yeah. right, or guide toward rest, if I want to find rest for my body, that I need to be able to exercise my body for holiness or for well-being, for wholeness. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, you know, not too many people like to get up in the morning and you know, let me do a thousand push-ups. And you know, <laughs> people say that they do ten thousand steps a day. I, you know, I don't know. Probably they do, <laughs> but you know, the math sometimes gets messed up. I do a thousand push-ups in the morning. I, I, I think I, about I, doing ten thousand. Right? Yeah. I think about it, but I don't do it. My point there is that you have to be able to be intentional and consistent with those activities, even though. You would prefer to do something else. Right. And fasting is a big one, especially because we like to eat. I like to eat. So when I have to fast, there is a morning of, you know, anticipatory grief because (laughs) I'm not going to be able to to eat this or that or whatever. Yeah. But I know it is necessary because of the ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. So if the ultimate goal is to find rest vis-a-vis what I taught earlier about body, mind, and soul, and also what I taught earlier, that it is a spiritual construct that God has given us, then we need to use spiritual disciplines in order to get there. And that is never easy. 
It's also evolving. You get better at it. You know, how do you read the Bible? You start, you read the Bible by one verse at a time, and then it becomes three, it becomes five, becomes a, a chapter, and, and on and on. It's cumulative. And, and so that's how we get better at it. You become intentional and consistent, and then you'll get to your goal. Yeah. So spiritual disciplines play a critical role. And by the way, spiritual disciplines are so important that it's going to be part of your lifestyle f- as long as you live. Yeah. There has to be a measure of that because we're constantly, in fact, Paul talks about this, that, you know, my flesh tries to make me do things that I don't want to do. Right, right. And the way you manage that, uh, the, the way you, you, you uh, work through that is through the spiritual disciplines that you intentionally include in your life that you know you can't go down that path. Yeah. You can't, you have to try and control that thinking. You know, you have to learn from the mistakes made in the past. And those are intentional things because the end of the road the goal that you want to try to achieve is um, is rest, yeah. you know, and it's going to be holistically good for you. Yeah. I think it's also uh, great that you're highlighting spiritual disciplines because as believers, this is something we should be exercising already, even if the goal isn't rest. But you're highlighting that not not only is this part of your Christian walk, but also, no, this, this does help you achieve spiritual rest, that holy rest that you were mentioning before. So it's like there's yeah. multiple benefits to it. Yeah. And one of them is rest. And Christ did it. So if you mm. want to be more like Christ, yes, let's pray like he did. Let's, mm. you know, when people think about to be more like Christ is to perform the miracles, <laughs> right? Yeah. To feed the thousands with the fish and loaves of bread. But in reality, we have to look at the, the, the fellowship of suffering mm. and, and many of the disciplines that we have to engage we have to work at it real hard in order to be able to accomplish them. But Christ did that. So if it was valuable for him, it's valuable for us as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, you, you use a key word that you said, people should be doing that, right? <laughs> I yeah, totally I mean, agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and also, you know, I also <laughs> want to highlight, too, that we did do an episode specifically on spiritual discipline. True. So if, if anybody wants to get deeper into uh, Dr. Mark's uh, perspective on, on spiritual disciplines and, and how important it is and different ways to exercise it in more detail. We definitely have an episode solely on that topic. So we where, can, where, where can they find it? On, on your podcast, on your website, drmarkrivera.com. Dr. With a C though, right? <laughs> Dr. Mark with a C. <laughs> yes. So we have a few more okay. takeaways yes. and themes from your series. Uh, one of them that we, I also wanted to bring up and have you, you know, highlight Mindset and thought patterns. Mm-hmm. In the in the sessions, you definitely address the significance that thought patterns can have on stress levels. Um, you you uh, talked about this concept that I that and for me it definitely resonated. This idea of like pursuing excellence, not pursuing perfection. Yeah, I unpacked that quite a bit, and I think that's it's a critical critical teaching so that people can truly have a victorious life, a fulfilled life. Yeah. And uh, when you think about mindsets, there is oftentimes we allow junk and stuff to come into our minds and then it stays almost real. It becomes these images that we receive become real. One of the, one of the biggest mistakes people can make sometimes is, is do social media before they go to bed if they're having sleeping problems mm. because you or even watching the news mm. because then those thought patterns, those sound bites get recorded in your mind and then you cannot then, you know, get rid of that hit delete in 15 minutes so that you can go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, you can control that. You can control the thought, and you can also stop them. Uh, the Bible in the New Testament, one of the overarching themes of the New Testament is the renewing of the mind, getting rid of the stinking thinking. Mm. And that 
I always bring this up, you know, yeah, God can do that. God can put your push a button and then he clears our mind of it. No, no, <laughs> but you got the junk in there. You got to clean up the junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So if all you're thinking about is anger and vengeance and, you know, and mm. there's nothing positive in the world, mm. you need to first identify that and then start developing back to disciplines, disciplines so that you can start renewing your mind and don't give real estate, mental real estate to things that are nonsense. Mm you know, but rather things that are of value. And we talked about that quite a bit and we can control that because what happens, sin happens in the mind. So if we give too much fuel to whatever, you see something, you read something, you met somebody and all of a sudden these, you start constructing in your mind, these, uh, these actions, uh, if you don't put a stop to it, what'll happen is that will translate then into reality and then you'll end up walking down the path of horrible things that you could have avoided if you just stopped that thinking and you can stop. And it's not brainwashing. Brainwashing is to deprogramming, is to reprogram somebody completely where the person loses sense of their own value mm. intrinsically and outwardly. That's brainwashing. That, that's not what it is. It's, again, managing and controlling your thought pa patterns, you and, know, and choosing what to focus on really. Right. Yes, Cause it's yes, like yes. The all you can be as pessimistic as you want to be. Right. And think about all the horrible things that are happening. But sometimes if you focus too much on that, you're missing the good things that are still happening in your life that are still true, that are happening right now. Right. You know, we're still, we're here breathing, talking in this nice air conditioned space. Right? right. And you know, meanwhile in our personal lives, there may be a bunch of things going on, but there's, at the same time, there's still good things that you can shift your focus towards. And I think that's kind of what you're yes. trying to direct our audience towards, right? Is It's not the brainwashing. It's more no. manage. You know, there's a time in, to think about the negative stuff, but also be intentional about putting your mind on positivity. And those are in my concepts. That comes out of the one of the overarching themes of the New Testament, mm -hmm. the renewal of the mind. Yeah. That we have to get rid of that stinking thinking people talk about as well. And, you know, if somebody's been a hindrance to you and hurt you in your life, you can spend the rest of your life focused on that pain and that hurt that happened in your life, which is valid. I don't want to devaluate it. Yes, it's valid and it really occurred to you. But if you're doing that day and night without finding some way to redirect that to something else, yeah. you're going to live depressed. Anxieties are going to go up. You're never going to be able to find rest. So the mind is critical and being able to to manage that, don't let somebody else control your mind. You manage your mind. You you know, and then you know, and you're fed through your senses, things that you see, you smell, you taste, and all that. So you have to be careful. Uh, you know, they, you know, I believe believe that some people. I'm not anti-social media. I'm not, but there's some people that just shouldn't have it. Mm. You know, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, that's where uh, some, you know, abstract theories are, are built on. There's nothing to sustain it, to substantiate it, to prove it. You know, even the news and TV, you know, maybe it's nice to, and I mentioned it in, in the study. Let's watch some I, I Love Lucy for a while or, or The Honeymooners <laughs> yeah, or something that, like yeah. that, you know, because we, we get into these things where even the television programs become reality. And, and so many people even go to pray f for the for that problem that that make believe character is having on the mm. soapbox series, you know, soap opera series. We, we just have to be careful. Yeah. And the managing of the mind is different than controlling. And you have your hands on the steering wheel of what's in your mind. Now, the other one that's really big, and I and I this, this was really helpful to me when I discovered this, and then I shared it in the study, 
was the di- making the distinction, as you mentioned, Matt, with between perfection and excellence. Mm. Uh, the, the truth is we're not going to achieve. I, I unpack this, so I'm going to go real yeah. fast over this. But, you know, we're not going to reach perfection. We're just not going to reach. Even the bodybuilder is always striving towards getting it better. No. Even the ball player wants to get it better. You know, they, uh, we're never, it's, it's a thing that we're never going to get to that goal. And perfection, because it's unattainable, when we once again don't get to that place, it becomes a frustration. Our anxiety levels go up. We have psychosomatic reactions and get sick over things that we're striving for. That I even made the statement, which I because I was listening to the the teachings on the episodes, and I said, "Wow, I said that," but it's true uh, that uh, when we get to perfection, we don't need God. Mm. What do we need God for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what does a perfect person pray to God? About. Yeah. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing. wrong. Right, right, right. They don't need anyone. They're right. perfect. Right. And what happens is we may portray perfection on the outside, but mm. deep down inside, you know you're not perfect. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. And that's what destroys your ability or hinders your ability to then find biblical holistic rest. But excellence is different. And excellence is simply you use everything that you have with good intention. Everything that you have, every talent, ability, gifting that you have, you lay it on the table to be able to perform a task, whether it's work, whether it's loving on your family, Mm -hmm. whether it's your own development moving forward, and then you put it all on the table, not measuring yourself to anyone else, but this is what I can deliver based on what I have. Yeah, giving your your best, yeah. Yeah, that's excellence at work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so somebody's working, you know, 12, 15 hours a day. They might be present, but they may not be working. <laughs> right, right. right? Yeah. So you want to be able to not measure yourself against that person, but rather this is what I bring to the table. And then you give it holistically as unto the Lord, because every action that we take should be as unto the Lord. And that's, then that's living a life of excellence. Excellence satisfies. Mm. Perfection tribulates your life, mm. conflicts your life. Mm. So you choose. Yeah, yeah. Another key takeaway from your series, healthy outlets and boundaries, healthy outlets for relieving stress, practicing self-care through hobbies. These are some of the things that you have mentioned in your series. Can right. you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. Things, things that bring you pleasure. Yeah. You know, things that bring you joy. Oftentimes we work, 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 work. And I, again, I, I talked about this and unpacked it. Work, 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 work. And then we, with the things that we like to do, and you know, it depends on your temperament. It depends on the, again, the things that bring you fulfillment, things that refresh you. Um, and to um, do them as long as it's ethical, legal, and moral, Mo- you know, move forward and and and, and enjoy that. You know, um, uh, for some people, it might may be, you know, they haven't played tennis in a long time and they want to do that. Let's not judge them. Let them do that, and at least they get refreshed. They want to go. I have a friend of mine, and I mentioned it. I'm sure, in the, and I'm, I should mention it because I, I often refer to him on this. That you know, he he goes and goes away to the middle of Kentucky and climbs a tree and sits in a chair that's connected. I don't even know how it works. I'm a city guy, but he shows me pictures, and he tells me he goes up there. He's sitting in the cold and in the rain and in the tree for days to hunt. 
and you know, and hunting again is weird for me because I'm a city guy, you know, yeah, yeah. and and and. But he comes back refreshed. In fact, his wife urges him every year to make sure he goes, goes away. By <laughs> go himself. up that tree, please, yeah. please, just go to. The- I mean, he drives hours. <laughs> he drives hours away from his home wow. to be in the middle of nowhere. And for me, see, that's his temperament. For mm-hmm. me, that would be torture. Yeah, I, mean, I, w- I would have to be looking for where can I get a, a you know a good cup of, of, of coffee. I want to. I need a cortado, so I got to find a place. You're not yeah. going to find them in the middle of Kentucky. Right. In the, you know, in the in the country I'm talking about, out in the wilderness, you have to find you know what you what refreshes you, and then pursue that you know without apologies. You yeah. know, and I'm not saying go away for the rest of your life and become a hermit somewhere. But uh, things that refresh you. Some people like to go bicycling. I, I know people that like to go running right mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, um, and they, and that's what really refreshes them. And for them, it brings this joy into their lives. You know, I, um, and I mentioned this in the, in the study, um, you know, I, I like cooking. I haven't been able to explore that, but that's one of the areas that I like doing. And I took a course in the New York Culinary Institute to do the, you know, to try cooking. And I enjoyed that those weeks that I was there studying. I mean, yeah. I'm not practicing. Don't please don't send me your best recipe because I'm not going <laughs> to be able to do it. So you're not a chef. No, you're not. I, I had this fantasy of being. Uh, but for the moment that I was there, it was very enjoyable. And the reason why I stopped it is because you know then we started eating healthy, and I don't know how to cook healthy. So um, so you know we I I just don't know. How to cook healthy, but whatever it is, you know, well, whatever it is that refreshes you, replenishes you, golf, maybe water skiing, yeah. uh, people just go and sit out and, you know, in the country and just look at nature. Nature has a wonderful way, like here, nature yeah. has a wonderful way of refreshing you. You need to find an outlet, whether it's from ministry. And by the way, some people go away to rest or they take a sabbatical, let's say ministry people, and they're still doing doing ministry stuff. Mm. You know, I know people are going to judge me, but that's not the time to be doing ministry stuff is rest. Yeah. Don't be preparing another Bible study or another sermon you're going to do or whatever mm. counseling session you have to do. Just do what refreshes you. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. So part of rest is that motorcycling. Yeah. Another great one. Oh yeah, know. we like that. Yeah, one. we we, yeah. we we like that. Now I don't impose that on anybody, but we we like it. Refreshes me. And some people say, "How could you do that?" And right away, people talk about the statistic and everything. That's when I pivot the conversation. I mean, you don't think that I've already looked at those things as well. There's risk in everything. Yeah, yeah. There's risk in everything that you do. You know, yeah. you you my friend in the and you know maybe one time and it won't happen to him because he's skilled. But, you know, maybe the animals fight back that you're trying to shoot to eat and go. You know, <laughs> oh, the, the guy who's hunting? There's risk in yeah. everything. There's, you, know, yeah. you can get hit with the, with the tennis ball in your head in such a way that whatever. Yeah. Whatever refreshes you. Right. And you do it responsibly. You right. do it legally. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying, you know, you be licensed for all these things. Um, it has uh, to be a healthy outlet. That's there what it has That's to be. Key. If there isn't, I, I, I'm very, very, very suspicious of people, not just in ministry, but in the, I worked in the corporate world as well. I never take vacation when I do his work. Mm. There's going to come a moment where you're going to blow up. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a cathartic moment because how is that possible? You're not me. How are you refreshing your mind? Yeah. How are you refreshing your soul? Yeah. You know, it's not happening. Yeah. So uh, it's going to, it's going to come back to you. The body will scream back to you. Your mind will scream back to you. Your soul will scream back to you to get some rest. And what about the point about boundaries, about setting boundaries, potentially redefining relationships? I know this was something you also mentioned throughout the series on how that can um, help reduce stress as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, because I made the statement that you're the best you God ever made. 
And oftentimes we, we judge ourselves based on someone else. Mm. And, and, and we need to be careful that we're not comparing ourselves to someone else in, in a destructive way. You know, I'm never going to be Michael Jordan. Never. Yeah. yeah. Never. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. What is it? Baseball? Football? What is it? I'm Basketball. Whatever it is. Basketball. <laughs> there, you there we go. Uh, so I'm never going to be that. Yeah. Uh, but if you keep comparing yourself to someone, whatever that you deem is right. better than you, right. in whatever field, that's going to frustrate you in a big, big way. The other thing is with relationships and defining relationships, you know that there are, and I don't mean just you, Matt, but you, <laughs> the audience knows that there are some relationships that are toxic. Yeah. And if you're always, if the, the relationship is always drawing from you, drawing from you and never bringing back, replenishing you, there's some problem with that, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes we're afraid to redefine those uh, relationships because people are going to get hurt. You have to realize that if you some relationships, if you, if you don't redefine them, you're the one that's going to get hurt. So that's something that has to be looked at. And I impacted it pretty well. I think I did anyway, pretty well on the... on the. Uh, uh, oh, you did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we approached it and we talked about yeah. it. And, you know, and some of these things that I taught are unresolved. I, I like to also put seeds in people's mind that they can explore a little bit further on how it affects them. But that was the thing about relationships. They need to be redefined. If you're the one that's always paying the bill, something's wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. If it's draining you, it's, it's obviously going to be counterintuitive to rest. Right. Exactly. They'll call you at rest and you jump and you enter a rest period because you (laughs) want to go and take care of something. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I learned in my life is sometimes we let other people determine the the emergency. Mm. Emergency for me, a life and death. Emergency isn't that you ran out of sugar and you need to you want to make some coffee. That's not an emergency. Well, for me it's an emergency. Oh, I was going to well, say well, for me I it's don't an emergency. Know, coffee. But I'm not going to leave home to go get you some sugar to, because you forgot to buy it or whatever. Maybe once, but I'm not going to do it again. Oh, so that's nice. we oftentimes let people not dial 911 too quickly and mm, then we jump right. and you know I I like EV Hill from California. He's long gone. He was a pastor down there. Incredible man. And he, he says, you know, uh, um, what was it, how he stated it? He says, so-and-so is going to be just, don't call me at three o'clock in the morning when they pass away. They're going to mm. be just as dead as eight. Oh Leave me God. alone. Let me sleep and call me at eight. Wow. Now, I'm not saying to do that. And I certainly <laughs> don't do that. Well, but I got to hey. look at that and say, you know, that's kind of valid. The guy was like, you know, 70 plus years old. He had, you know, how many funerals he had done by that point and how many calls he had yeah, got at that point. Right, he right. finally realized, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. So and so is going to be just as dead at eight. Don't call me at three. Wait till eight. I've slept and then we'll handle There's it. Some good boundaries there. That's okay. <laughs> but we're afraid to do it because we say, oh, how could mm. you? You know, you, you somebody's going to pay the price yeah right if you don't get rest someone's gonna pay the price yeah yeah another key takeaway i wanted to mention too consistency intentionality oh i guess this is kind of adjacent to spiritual disciplines as well but i don't want to speak for you can you elaborate more yeah you you have to establish a rhythm of your in your life and things Mm -hmm. that you intentionally and consistently do Uh, for the sake of the goal that you're trying to achieve. So it's kind of like spiritual disciplines, but it, 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 there is there are some nuances that have to be explored. And I, again, I keep referencing back because I want the audience, those that haven't seen the series, to go back and explore the, the series that are in the archive uh, because it's important. So can, and, and, you, can, and also this commitment. You have to make a commitment that I'm going somewhere. When I went back to school, right, to, to, I have to, to earn seminary degrees, a master's and a doctorate. So when I went back... I made a a commitment to what I was going to try to achieve. Yeah. And that required 
that I adjusted a whole bunch of my schedule because I was still pastoring a church. I was still raising a family. I was still with my, you know, my, my home was important. My health was important. So taking the things that were important to me, then I made a commitment and I knew that for the next two years or three years or however long it took, I was going to be doing that. I'll give you an example. When I was doing some of the study, there was for a, a, probably a, th- a two-year period where I knew that I had to read at least two hours per day consistently, not 15 minutes here and there. But mm. I, so I, what I did is I would read a, an hour in the morning and an hour at the end of the day. And I did that for over, for a few years. Mm. That's all I did. And some of the books that they assign you to read, they, you know, you don't... <laughs> They're good sleeping books. You have to read them. <laughs> so you have it's to. It's good for physical rest. <laughs> you no, know, no physical because you lift up the book. That was back then. Now you have them online, but you lift up the heavy book, the textbook. Oh, My wow. point there is, you have to make a decision, right, mm. and and commit to it, and then be consistent yeah. in that. It is not having this binge of eating well for one day or two days or three days and then falling off the bandwagon. Yeah. No, consistency means that I'm going to stay with it because I know at the end it's going to be helpful for me. That's why when I was, one of the conclusions of the study was that uh, that, that is how you evolve. You, you start small and then you keep building and building and building and stay consistent. And there may be a setback, but you get back on track and then you move forward. And before you know it, you'll see the changes in your life and your, in your pattern. So you have to see what are the cycles of your, your life, adjust your life. Uh, based on that, I'm a morning person, not a night person. So if you want to win an argument with me, fight with me at night, you're going to win. <laughs> but my, I wake up in the morning, you know, firing on all eight cylinders. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're an electrical electric car, you know, using all the wattage that I need to, to be, be able to move forward. Uh, so you know your patterns and based on that, then you start to structure your life. And, and I really mean that seriously. You start to organize it around that when you are at your peak and when you're... So at, for me, and as you get older, it's it's more important. Rest is very... And I mean sleep. I don't mean just rest, but mm-hmm. sleep is very important. So you have to... You can't spend the rest all the whole day sleeping, but you can f- fraction off the day so that you can get rest when your body is calling for it. Yeah. So being consistent, having a direction that you're going, being committed to that, that no one's going to take you you know, away from that. Cause isn't it true? You know, the day that you decide you're going to go out and go exercising, it's, it, it's raining. Like it's never rained before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Isn't it true? So you have to manage around that and get to where you're going to go so that you'll get to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the life. goal in mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And that's in every area of life, not just in rest. So in every area. As you talk, as we've done this overview right today, um, it, some of it might be easy for some people. They've already Hopefully I've been practicing a lot of these things already. Um, for others, this might take some work. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last thing I wanted us to talk about and highlight is the role of the Holy Spirit in all of this as our source of strength and spiritual guidance to help us with rest. And obviously it goes beyond just rest, but you know, we're specifically talking about rest. It's because a lot of these things that you're talking about uh, as far as achieving that uh, that level of spiritual rest for some of our listeners and, and people watching it, you know, maybe some of these things are, are, are 
they're already practicing it. They're already doing it. It's not too hard. For some others, it's this might take some work. It might be a bit challenging. Um, and and we need a source of strength, right, to help us be, you know, practice those spiritual disciplines, be intentional, stay committed, all of these things that you have been highlighting. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on the role of the Holy Spirit when it comes to rest? And also, you know, as we, again, conclude this episode, even talk about how this series has impacted you personally as well. Yeah, I, I'm glad we're closing it that way because um, I, I'm, I've been reflecting a lot on the study. When I did the last session, I went back through my notes and started thinking through because even though I've been doing this a, lot, a long time and many years and, you know, I've fluctuated in and out of some of these concepts, that doesn't mean that I've arrived. And so it wasn't that I got depressed or anything like that, but the, the po after I do anything, with, whether it's a preaching or a teaching, there's a post period where I'm looking back and see what resonated with me. And I realized that I had forgotten or, or not forgotten, but perhaps didn't appreciate uh, as I should have that rest is really a gift from God. Uh, and rest at the beginning, at the end of the day, it's a spiritual thing. It's a, yeah. I, I use the word, the phrase often, because this is how it's been parked on my mind. It's a spiritual construct. And that came from, to me when I did the first study, when we were reflecting on scriptures, that, it, that, that we were looking at the book of Genesis where God was created. And then the last thing he did was he rested. He pulled away from work activity. It wasn't that God was tired. I made all those points yeah. there. But uh, what really struck me, was that um, he called the day holy, mm. you know? And, um, and I said, wow, if, so if it's important for him, first it, it confirmed once again that it is spiritual. Mm -hmm. So in order for you to be able to get godly rest, you have to understand that you can only go to God alone. And the way you go to God alone is through the Holy Spirit. He strengthens, he convicts, he carries you, he uh, embraces you. Uh, he walks alongside you, which is a more uh, one of the definitions of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, paraclete, one that walks alongside. So it made me think once again about, wow, you know, in order for me to um, comprehensively get the rest, the tripartite that I explained, the only way that I can achieve that, because that's a heavy lift for a person that doesn't have faith. It's a, It really is a heavy lift because yeah. it, if it's a spiritual cons construct, then you have to have faith in order to be able to find rest. The only way to find rest is God. So it took me back to uh, re-energize that concept that I had in my mind all along. I mean, I taught it, so I obviously I had it in my in my the archives of my brain. Right, right, right. right. But now to bring it into reality, and I realize that I am not strong enough to be able to achieve that rest, body, soul, and spirit, on my own. I need to rely on the strength of the Holy Spirit in my life. And then what really struck me on the side of the head was when we looked at the passage in Hebrews where I concluded and I, and, and I showed you, showed the audience the path that we took, that if you don't rest, you don't take advantage of the Sabbath created by God declared holy, you're really being disobedient. Mm. And that's, wow, I don't want to be disobedient. I just don't. I mean, it happens. We all fail and make mistakes. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all sin. We're, there's a sinful, depraved nature inside of us. We have to manage that as well. But I don't want to intentionally go down that way. Yeah. And so I realized once again that the importance of being able to take time away to try and get the body, soul, and mind, uh, 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 body, mind, and soul, get it 
rested, getting getting disconnected and getting refreshed because that's what it's about, getting refreshed so you can come back re-energized to move forward. So I think, if anything, the study for me personally, it brought me to rediscover the importance of relying on the Holy Spirit. Um, and so I've my practice has changed. My personal uh, spiritual disciplines have been not changed in the sense that I've this you know shortened the list or whatever. I rearranged it now uh, because I realized that it's important. So resting for me is no longer. It doesn't create guilt in my heart. It never created well. It, for the last few years, it didn't create guilt. I just have to take some rest. <laughs> but now I realize that when you come back from that rest, tripartite rest, that holistic rest, you're going to come back stronger, more effective, being able to be more excellent than ever before. Yeah. And you'll be able to achieve a lot more. So for our, you know, those that are listening to us, right, you know, I don't want to build a wall of impossibilities. Yeah, if you're trying to do it alone, it's going to be impossible. Right, yeah. <laughs> going to be impossible yeah it's going to be very tough <laughs> yeah, yeah you, and, and and maybe it'll mess you up even more mm. but if you include relying on the holy spirit in your life and by the way i'm not trying to get people to come to my church and all that stuff i'm just everybody has a spiritual nature inside of that you need to discover that spiritual nature and then let it guide you because i believe god will guide you to truth if you're mm. if you're honestly and and holistically seeking that truth yeah if you're seeking religion you'll spend the rest of your life finding the right religion but when you're seeking light, when you're seeking truth, when you're seeking faith, when you're seeking seeking God, he will reveal himself to you. And so in order to find rest, which you need to, you have to, because again, if you don't rest, it'll tell you, it'll demand it from you. And it'll demand it in a bad way where you'll end up in the hospital or something like that, God forbid. But understand that, that the Holy Spirit is, is present and able and willing to be able to strengthen us, to be able to find that rest to calm the mind, to manage the impulses and the urges, to find that thing that gives us pleasure and joy and brings us joy, you know, to be able to get there because we're going to be better. Our loved ones and family will be better. Our life will be better because we won't live bitter. We'll live mm -hmm. better. Um, but it's that reliance on the Holy Spirit. Uh, um, the, the, the issue of, um, that we talked about before about practical and realistic applications you have to be able, and I wrote it down because it's important to me, don't judge by yourself by the successes or failures of someone else. Yeah. You know, in the area of rest. Uh, be very practical, you know. Um, be, be very personal. Be very committed, obviously, as well to, to uh, what you're going to endeavor. But don't compare. Too often we compare. And that's what television and media and promotion is all about. You know, secular media. It's about, you know, comparing you to someone else that you would... You'll, you'll some way want to achieve, you know, back in decades ago when they were getting the American public to, to, uh, to smoke more and buy, you know, fill up their, their lungs with, with all that tar and stuff like that. They romanticize smoking where all the actresses, actors, and then you have to be like John Wayne and you have to be like the, the Marlboro man riding yeah. a horse with a big gigantic hat and then smoking. And that's, and that's how they did it. We have to be careful what speaks into our lives and be practical in the application of those concepts in our lives. You don't have to jump the way other people jump or be like other people are. You are the best version of what of God what God made you. But then allow the Holy Spirit to hold you by the hand and guide you because that's who he is. He guides us. He, so those are some of the lessons that I learned from this. And, and I'm going to be honest with you too right now. I mean, I've been honest so long, but honest in the sense of my own vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And that is that I'm, I'm, I'm re-examining once again, you know, the, I thought that I, I had it, 
because I've remained pretty healthy over the years and stuff like that. So I must have been doing some level of rest, right? But when I think about how much more I can do by embracing the Holy Spirit to help me as a tripartite man mm. to rest in those areas that overlap, are you following me from the, yeah, whole, yeah. the whole series? It's only going to be better. Not so much for ministry. I'm a pastor. So it's not so much for that. But I'll be a, I'll be a better husband, a better father, a better person, a better. I'll be more comfortable with me. Yeah, you know, and 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 I think that's important. So, you know, uh, that that's where I where I land on as we're you know going back and debriefing on this study, which has been powerful, powerful for me, and I hope that our friends have enjoyed it and 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 that it has stirred you. I I've always say that good teaching and good preaching is not just about making you feel happy after you've heard what was said. There are parts of it that you'll be happy and you laughed when I said something that was funny. But there's also a part that makes you very uncomfortable. It's like chewing aluminum foil. And all that's telling you is maybe you need to work on that a little bit more. You need to look at it a little bit more. I mean, don't accept what I'm saying. But if part of what I've shared over the last sessions in this series, or even as we have been talking back and forth here, if some of it has made you feel a little bit awkward, maybe that's the Holy Spirit nudging on you. And I, my, my prayer is that you would release that and to him and then pursue it. Because if it made you uncomfortable, that means there's mo- room to grow. There's room to evolve. Can I close a prayer? Yes. Yes, please. Father, I thank you for allowing us to come to our audience this way, this time, as we're wrapping up this series. Thank you for allowing us, Lord, to learn. And I pray for our friends, those that are listening and have been uh, tagging along as we've jumped through all of these studies over the last weeks, uh, that their life would be today prepared to be better, uh, to be more excellent, to pursue you even more. I pray, Lord, for those that have felt a stirring in their hearts. I, I encourage them, Lord, to embrace you. Those that feel uncomfortable with what was said, I pray also, Lord, that they look into, lean into that uncomfortableness because there's probably truth way deep down inside of that uncomfortable, those creases and crevices. So I pray for our audience and I thank you for this wonderful time that you've allowed us to have. And I bless the people on the other side of the camera in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Mark, for again, reviewing this awesome series that you delivered for our church congregation. I hope everyone, um, if they haven't checked it out, will go back and revisit it. Um, And also, as you guys can tell, this is a very different format than what we typically do. Dr. Mark, we have your podcast so you can find. Definitely check out Dr. Mark's uh, uh, podcast episodes. We've done a ton of episodes already. Is that something you want to share? I have a request. What's up? (laughs) Can we do it here more often? (laughs) That's my request. I don't know. Because after this, I think I'm going to get some rest. I don't know if we can afford the camera guy. That's (laughs) That's the problem. That's true. That's true. That's true. (laughs) No, but thank you again, Dr. Mark. And again, you you know, please stay connected with our church, PCC, um, and also with Dr. Mark as well. Uh, on his website, drmarkrivera.com. And that's Dr. Mark with a C. Thank you again. And thank you all for watching. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Seek and Find with Dr. Mark Rivera. Thank you for listening and God bless.